We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Here we go. Should be starting the stream up Thursday night, Knicks. Salute to Knicks Nation, CP from Knicks Fan TV checking in. We are less than one week to go to the NBA Draft of 2020. And on tonight's show, we're going to do the ultimate mock draft. We're going to do the ultimate mock draft from 1 to 38 and see who the Knicks could potentially end up with on draft night. And, and joining me tonight are my guys, Corey Talibo, the Hardwood Herald, and Raphael Barlow, NBA Draft Junkies, past guests on the show. And they'll also be joining me on draft night as well, man. Fellas, how you doing tonight? Thanks for coming on. I'm yeah, chilling. I'm yeah, I'm chilling, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, I mean, we, we've talked draft, you know, ad nauseum at this point. But how are you guys feeling overall um, as we lead into it? Corey, I'll start with I'm, you. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. I feel like, uh, you know, I'm at this huge like buffet dinner and you know i'm just eating eating my jeans have been tightening up and and i feel like i'm about to you know get home and be able to put sweatpants on (laughs) you know what i mean just like (laughs) relieved you know finally man rafael what about you bro yeah i'm just ready to move on to 21 (laughs) i've watched these guys so much till you start questioning yourself yeah and yeah, I'm just ready to move on to the 21 class. It seems to be a better class on paper, but I'm just ready to look at some new prospects. Yeah, in, in, indeed, man. And for us Knicks fans, we're just ready to get this started and see who the Knicks get with number eight, number 27, and 38. All right, so, Corey, I'm going to start with you, man. Kick it off. Minnesota Timberwolves is all this talk about them potentially trying to trade the pick. We're not going to do trades. We'll just keep it simple. So let's say they did keep the pick. Where, where do you think they go at number one? Uh, ultimately, I think that they're going to take Anthony Edwards. Oh, um, okay, okay. Yeah, you know what? Like, I know there's a lot of smoke with LaMelo right now. Yeah. You know, he did the workout and everything. I don't know. I just, I as much as he might sell tickets, I don't think you have to worry about it because who knows with the fans. 
Um, I don't know the clean the fit with him and uh, and D'Angelo Russell in the backcourt. I just don't really like it. You know, I I know both. You know, I, I know Russell maybe could play off ball a little bit. You got two playmakers. I just feel like Edwards is, is a guy that it's a it's just a little bit of a cleaner fit. Um, yeah. You know, with that roster, and, and not that you should be drafting for fit. You know, when you have uh, a pick this high, but. You know, I think that Edwards is a guy you could argue has potential close enough to LaMelo, and I think that he's a guy that kind of fits a little bit better and who knows what the situation with Malik Beasley is um, going into the offseason. So I, I think when you're trying to build the roster forward, I think ultimately they'll they'll lean on Edwards. Yeah, I, I like to fit a lot better than LaMelo. You know, a lot of people feel like LaMelo is going to be the consensus number one pick, but I, I like Edwards as a better fit there with, with D'Lo in the backcourt and, and uh, pairing that, you know, young three core with, with Carl Anthony Towns as well. Raphael, what's your take there? I think the Timberwolves are for sale. And I think if the owner wants to sell the team, Melo helps him get rid of the team faster. And I think the GM and the president of basketball operations may have one player in mind, but I think ultimately if the owner wants to sell the team, Melo helps them generate a, a, a bigger buzz, especially after seeing how much the Utah Jazz were able to sell for. Yeah. And so I think that he sees like, you know, I should be able to get, I could be able to get a, a couple billion or however much they sold for and Melo just kind of helps him. So I think this ends up being a business decision over a basketball decision. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So I'm going to go with um, Edwards as that was Corey's pick. Number two is me. I think, again, Golden State will be listening to offers as as we've been hearing since, you know, God knows how long. But if they stay here, I think Wiseman makes the most sense. I don't think LaMelo under this circumstance will make the most sense of them. I think James, James Wiseman makes the most sense. And and for him, and with Golden State, I think that's the perfect team for him to go to for his development. You know, you, you're going to the world champs, a, a sound coach, sound development philosophy. You're going with Steph, Clay, and Draymond. They're going to hold him accountable. Uh, obviously, he has a lot of growing up to do, but he can come in and just play his game for right now. You know, just be a rim-running, shot-blocking, you know, interrupter out there while his game, the rest of his game, takes shape. And I think that helps the Warriors down the long run. If you look at it, when they have the the Timberwolves number one pick next year, going with Wiseman, you still got Clay, you got Steph. I think the Warriors are going to be built for now and the future. So I think I'm I'm going with James Wiseman um, at number two. Uh, Raphael, number three, where, where are you headed? Well, based off the rumors, Wiseman is the guy that uh, the Hornets want. But I would personally take Okongwu here, mm. but I don't think they'll pass up LaMelo Ball. And so I, I, I'll take LaMelo Ball. We just have to figure out what we're going to do with Rogier and and Graham. But <laughs> LaMelo Ball would be the choice here. And he goes with LaMelo, LaVar versus MJ. It's going to be box office <laughs> in Charlotte. <laughs> well, Corey, that, I, I think as a Chicago Bulls fan, that kind of throws a little wrench in your plans, man. What, what were you thinking? Were you thinking LaMelo for the Bulls? No, man, that petrifies me. You know, I, you know, last time I gave you the the comp that Lamelo was like a freestyle rapper. This yeah. time, I'm, this time I'm going to tell you that he reminds me of like one of the really like hot crazy girls that I dated in my early twenties. And like, you know, when when things are good, you think back, you're like, yo, you know, there, things were good with her. She was fun. But then yeah. you start thinking about the bad times, like you know, those early in the clock pull ups from thirty feet out, and it's almost like when she, you know that same girl was at the family function getting too drunk 
drunk and arguing about politics at the dinner table. So yeah. I'm I'm thrilled he's off the board now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I missed the comparison last time. Cause last time I was on, someone compared him to six nine, and I thought that was the funniest. <laughs> yeah, so what did he compare him to six nine? <laughs> That's funny. Oh man, yeah, I'm thrilled that he's off. Uh, so for the Bulls at yeah. four. Yeah. Um, that means that I'm going to take, uh, Denny Avdia at four. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, I think that Denny is a guy that, you know, I, I personally don't expect him to be a like multiple time all-star superstar or anything like that. But I think that he's a guy that's going to contribute to winning. He is a, a guy who's going to move the ball. He has that secondary playmaking skill so he could take some of the pressure off Kobe White and Zach Levine. You know, he'll run picking pot with Laurie uh, Markinen. He'll run, you know, throw throw lobs at the hoop to Wendell Carter. You know, just from a roster perspective, you know, he's a guy that's going to come in, I think, ready to go. And I think that's that's valuable this year, especially considering that with these rookies, you know, if the season, if they're playing like little mini series, back-to-backs, this and that, where you're going to be able to scout for guys, you know, so having his experience might work out. And, uh, you know, he still has, I think, you know, pretty decently high potential um, as a player. So for Chicago, I think uh, I think Denny is the guy that they would go with under this scenario. Interesting fit. Raphael, what's been your take of Denny uh, based on the tape that you've seen of him? Yeah, I'm a big fan. I think it's a good fit. Uh It'd be interesting because, you know, they're in a bunch of rumors. I've seen Levine to the Mavericks today. I've seen mm. Wendell Carter to the Bulls. I've seen those rumors. And, I mean, I think ultimately Denny's best position where he's most valuable would be as a four. I think he may start games at the three, but I think in closing lineups he plays the four. So I'm just interested to see if the Bulls are – you know, going to make some trades because they have a new front office. So it's, it's tough to predict what they'll do. But I mean, I, I think that would be a good choice. Yeah, I agree. And like you said, new front office. Uh, let's see how they uh, go about making a splash. Number five with Cleveland. I think this is Obi here. You know, we've been hearing for a while that they want to, uh, they wanted a wing. Um, we've been hearing a coro. We've heard Denny as well. But I think they just go best player available. They, they're a talent star team. Um, you know, Drummond, yes, he's going to probably opt into that mega deal, but I'm sure he's gone after that. Kevin Love, I could see him getting traded midseason. I don't think he's going to last. You know, you don't know what you're going to do with Sexton and Garland, but one of those guys could be on the outs as well. I think Cleveland is, is starving for talent. Um, college basketball player of the year, they go best player available, and I think Cleveland goes OB Toppin out of Dayton at number five. Um, Corey, no, who's six? Raphael at six. What do, what do you think? As far as uh, the topping pick? Well, yeah, you can talk about the topping pick. Yeah, I was yeah. going to go to the I mean, Hawks, I, I think it, it makes sense. I mean, topping, no matter where he goes, is my early favorite for rookie of the year because I feel like he's the most NBA-ready prospect in this class, at least on the offensive end of the floor. And if he ends up going to a team like Cleveland and they move love, he's going to have plenty of – well – I would say you have plenty of opportunities, but the ball doesn't move with those two guards. So yeah. I don't know. That nice. could be the one situation where he doesn't win rookie <laughs> of the year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just think it makes sense. Um, you know, Dayton's in Ohio. I think that could be a factor. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that Cleveland is star for talent and 
and they're going to be in a lottery again next year. And so they should be able to um, continue to add, add some young assets. But as far yeah. as them making the playoffs, I, I think I read that's their goal for this year. <laughs> Wait, I don't see that. Good luck. <laughs> and that's coming from a Knicks bag. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, how about at six? Where, where would you go if you're the Hawks at six now? Uh, to me, this is the hardest pick because yeah. no matter who Atlanta takes, it's going to be redundant. Mm-hmm. You know, if you take a wing, they've drafted wings, what, three wings in the last two drafts. And remember, they traded up for Hunter last year. Yeah, yep. And so you go a four spot, you got to wonder about John Collins. They just traded for Capella. Obviously, they have Trey. Um, this is a tough one. I, I think that they need help on defense. And they need, but they also need another ball handler. So in this one, I'll go with, I'll pass up the hometown kid, Isaac Okoro, and I'll go with Devin Vassell. But this is Devin Vassell hoping that the jump shot behind the head, the little, whatever that was, was just (laughs) a a joke he was playing around. Yeah, he he said in his interview, he said, "Don't, don't be worried about it. Go ahead. <laughs> that, that's that's good. <laughs> but I think ultimately this pick is moved. I think whether it's a Drew Holiday mm. or DeMar DeRozan, I think they need to add some type of veteran leadership on this team. Just my opinion, bringing yeah. Nate McMillan on the team tells me there's some trouble with Lloyd Pierce. Like you just don't mm. bring a an experienced coach like that to be a assistant for a young coach unless you feel like you want to have a replacement in mind. Yeah. Interesting. That's just that's just my opinion, and they need to add some veterans because Vince Carter's gone, and um, I, I'm guessing off the top of my head, it's, it's a friend of mine, but Dwayne Detman may be the only guy on the team over maybe like 26 or something like that. So mm. you got to have some veterans. So I think they move this pick, but if they don't, I'm going with Vassell here. Interesting, interesting. Corey, what do you think about the Vassell with the Hawks fit? Yeah, I mean, like you know we were talking about it's it's redundant a little bit right yeah. you know the skill set overlaps but i'm a huge Vassell fan um you know i never worried about that catapult shot i know it's something he he needs to fix even if it's not with that workout video you mm-hmm. know the exaggerated one he still needs to kind of bring it um a little closer to uh to his 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 head a little bit in my opinion anyway but he's the kid could defend man he's a baller you know he he's a guy that is going to be able to do a lot of good things he he plays winning basketball and you, you know, I, I think if we learned anything, you could never have enough of these, you know, versatile yeah. six, seven, six, eight guys who could defend all these positions. And Vassell guarded one through five at Florida State. So, you know, if you're looking at Trey as a guy who's, if you're penciling him in as a, a defensive minus probably forever, mm-hmm. um, you're going to need guys like this who can, uh, you know, defend around him. And so, if, from that perspective, you know, I can't hate on the pick. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. and he's the the number six guy on my board anyway, so it lined up pretty. Yeah. Uh, pretty well there i agree um i could definitely see going with the wing depth i could see halliburton here too man i i could see halliburton in the backcourt with with trey uh and, and that being a good fit for him but you know vassell would certainly be interesting i agree with Raphael. i think they do need a uh talented vet on that team to help them move the needle a little bit so it's going to be interesting you have been hearing that the hawks want to move out of six uh we know that the celtics are itching to get up from 14, they got three draft picks in the first round, so they're itching to get up. So let, let's see what happens. We could have some potential uh, trades going on there. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. You're creeping up to 700 in the chat. So we're getting in. People are getting in. Comfy 720 going on in the chat. I'm seeing a lot of anti-Halliburton sentiments going on in the chat. So the chat, <laughs> the chat is hungry tonight. We're creeping up on the eighth pick. 
I got I see a couple callers on the line. We're gonna go to those callers and get their opinions on eight after we go to seven. Um, and seven is the Detroit Pistons. Corey, what do you think? You know what? Like, I I don't know if there's all this smoke with uh with Patrick, Patrick Williams. Williams. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how much smoke there is there. Um, you know, personally, I have him. A, you know, probably like late lottery. Just you know, he's a he's a tough guy. F- you know, for a team like Detroit in my opinion, to value so highly, especially with the way that they drafted uh, last year as, a, as a, I guess, a guy that you would want to build around because, really, you look at that team and it's a sad state of affairs. Um, I think that it's a little bit of smoke um, with Patrick Williams, mm. and I think that, ultimately, they're going to try to trade up, but if they don't and the board shakes out like this, I think that they'll take Killian Hayes. And he's going with Killian Hayes at number seven. Um, Raphael, what, what do you think about the Williams thing? Because I've been hearing that as well. We've been hearing that, uh, you know, some of these scouts are putting Williams in the top eight. And and a lot of people tabbing him to Detroit at number seven. What, what do you think about uh, Williams and, and his projections now? Smoke screen. <laughs> they need a point guard. <laughs> and I think what, uh, to me, Patrick Williams and Sekou play the same kind of hybrid 3-4. So mm-hmm. to me, that just absolutely makes no sense. But there must be a team that really likes Williams, and maybe they're trying to work out some type of trade to get another asset. But I just don't see it. To me, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, high, highly interesting, man. But, you know, he, he's just a name that you hear has been going – um, bananas uh, in a lot of circles. My guy Jonathan Macri is saying that uh, he's hearing that, you know, he could be a top seven, top eight pick, but let's see what happens. All right. So we are in at number eight. We are in at number eight. What is the chat feeling right now with who's on the board? Let me see some names in the chat. All I'm seeing is boycott Halliburton. I'm seeing boycott Halliburton all over the chat. <laughs> Yes, yes. I, I that's all I the see. chat is rambunctious yeah, tonight. That was before the, the stream even started, I was seeing that. Yeah. The, yeah. Ch- the chat is not feeling it. So let me let me hear from um I'm gonna go to Bryce from Brooklyn. Bryce, who would you take at the number eight pick under this scenario? Alright, so basically he was saying that he would go with Obi and Killian Hayes, but he couldn't uh he couldn't see the board, so he, he didn't see who was there. I'll go and I'll say with who's left on the board, you have Okoro, you have Halliburton, you have um, you have Okoro, you have Halliburton on the board. I think that, I, as I said yesterday or the day before, whenever I came on, I think defense is going to be what defines part of what defines tips of success here obviously wins and losses but he's got to start with defense and he needs his quarterback on the defense his, his tone setter uh, on the defense obviously we have mitch not sure what the future is going to hold for him but but you have one pillar here mitch but to have a guy like an isaac okoro out there on the perimeter um in a switch heavy nba that can get after it strong can give you that defense on day one. Yes, his shot needs a lot of work, but I think Tibbs having that guy out there that can go out there and execute his game plan and elevate the the rest of the team uh, by getting the team easy buckets in transition, especially when the half-court offense is no good. 
Um, I I think it's 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 too good to pass up. And so even though Kira's there, even though Halliburton is there, I think under this scenario, I think the Knicks would go Isaac Okoro, man, and that's where I'm I'm going at number eight. You number know how I'm eight. Defending that lineup. Say that again. You say you want to know how I'm defending that lineup? Yeah. Boxes and elbows. That's all we have. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? I know, I, listen, I know the fit shooting-wise. I don't like it. But, I, again, I'm just going off of what I think the team will do right. under this scenario. And on any scenario, I think they will take a strong consideration um, to defense and, and uh, Isaac Okoro. What, what do you guys think about that? Uh, I mean – uh, you know, Okoro is definitely the kind of dude that Tibbs falls in love with, right? <laughs> you know, like he, that's the, those guys who grind on the defensive end, play hard every minute they're on the floor. Okoro might he might break the uh, the record as a rookie for minutes played. You know, him and RJ might they might play forty seven a game. You know, they might get a little bit of thirty seconds at the end of the second, um, maybe a, a little break at the third. But you know, personally, I'm a little bit lower on Okoro just for the fact that I think that depending on the organization that he goes to, all the little things that he's, you know, skilled at with his ball handling. Like, he's a good ball handler, but he's not a great ball handler. Like, he's a good playmaker, but not a great playmaker. I think the variable of his shooting, like, if, like, teams are just going to go under or they're going to back up, you know, <laughs> they're good, they're boxes and elbows, right? So if he can't become an adequate to good shooter, like, I don't know how many of his other skills are going to translate. And, uh, you know, I'm not a big fit guy, but... Man, Frank, Okoro, RJ, Julius yeah. Randle. It's tough. Right now, it's tough. And, I, and I'll say this. <laughs> I'll say this. I think if Vassell is there, I think they would defer to him. They, they It yep. just came out today that they went that Thibodeau went down personally to go see Vassell working out. And I think if Vassell, if it come, came down to the two, I think they would lean towards Vassell. Um, but in this scenario, yeah, I, I think it would be Okoro. Or Rafael, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I can see Tibbs wanting a guy like that and hoping that he could turn him into a Jimmy Butler type. Mm -hmm. But I think the difference is Butler was such a low pick that you could bring him along slowly. And I think if you take Okoro this high with the expectations that come along with New York, I think it can be tough for him because even though he's had a long break to work on his shot, it's still no live game action. And I think that if he's not a threat to knock down open shots, he's going to make life difficult for RJ. Yeah. It was already tough for him last year. And the only way I would make this decision with Okoro is if I already know, like I'm getting a point guard in free agency or, or another trade. So I think I would, I don't think Okoro is the best fit there. That's just my opinion. It's, it's tough, man. It's tough. I wouldn't take him. I'm just saying, I wouldn't take it, yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm going off of what I think the team right. will do, and I think they're going to start on the defensive side of the ball. And, and under that scenario, uh, I think it will be a Coro. Um, all right, Raphael, I'm going to go to you, number nine, Washington Wizards. Washington Wizards, I am going with Kyra Lewis. I think that for for them it just makes sense simply because you don't know what's going on with John Wall. He's looked good on the videos that I've seen on social media, but again, who doesn't? Everybody looks like they're in tip-top shape. Every player says mm-hmm. they're in the best shape of their life. Everybody says all the good things. But Wall hasn't played in what seems like two years. And so I would have Lewis as an insurance policy. I think even, um, you know, he'll be able to bring a spark off the bench. And then I think 
you know, like if you got Lewis and John Wall playing all 48 minutes, you know, one or the other, you put a lot of pressure on the defense. And the Wiz were able to score a lot of points last year. They couldn't defend. So I think that, um, you know, Lewis can learn from Wall for a year or so. And and I think that would be my pick right there. Interesting. I, I think both at, at both uh, eight and nine or at eight, I think, you, again, you're going to have the Celtics trying to jump up for uh, Okongwu. And I think that's potentially where the Wizards would go um, at nine as well, speak, especially from the defensive side of things, as you said, Raphael. Um, Corey, what, what do you think about that, Kira to uh, to the Wizards? That threw me off a little bit because I, you know, I thought he was going to go with the Kung Wu as well. Yeah. I, yeah. Look, Kyra, I'm like, I might be higher on Kyra than anybody, anybody on the internet. You know, I have him fifth on my board. Like, I love that dude, so I got no problem with it. I think that dude could play. You know, he could. We, you've you've talked about it on the show. You know that that dude is a speed demon. He can knock it down like you can't go under and try to stop him meeting him at the at the hoop because he'll knock down shots off the bounce. Um, you you know you try to chase him going over. He could beat you to the spots. He could play make. I think he's underrated in that way. I mean, just from a talent perspective, you know, I definitely have him as you know uh, as the best available uh, to them at that point. So I got no problems with it and. Uh, Look at, at this part of the draft. If you can get a guy with his potential that fits the the NBA so well, I I can't I can't knock it. I can't. Well, for some reason, I see the Wiz paying Hassan Whiteside. I see them going after Whiteside, <laughs> or even Demarcus Cousins. I know he's supposed to kind of be locked into the Lakers, but I know him and Wall have that connection, and I think um, Demarcus Cousins wants to play. So. Mm. That's why I went with a backup point guard. Interesting. Okay. All right, Corey. Um, we going to you. Uh, number ten, Phoenix Suns. Yeah. So I I think this is now a, a good spot um, for Tyrese Halliburton. You know, uh, I I don't think Halliburton is your um, you know your your lead ball handler playmaker type. So if you can put him next to a Devin Booker who is going to be able to carry the bulk of the load, do a lot of ball handling himself, he can play off of um, you know Booker and, and the rest of their shooters. He could space the floor. You know he'll be able to get out and transition, um, run pick and roll with Aiton. I think that um, you know with everybody left on the board, I think he's a pretty seamless fit in Phoenix. And uh, you know he he's got good size, good length. You know that that to me, I think if if the board shook out like this, um, I think that Halliburton is, is a good spot for uh, for Phoenix, or Phoenix is a good spot for Halliburton rather. Yeah, I, I can see it. You know, especially where Phoenix ended the season last year, it seems like they want to stay at that you know competitive level. Um, so going with a more safer pick in a Halliburton over a project, I think it is certainly the route for them to go to. Obviously, point guard um, is a position of need for them, so. I could see Hal Burton slotting in there uh, quite nicely with, with Book. Raphael, what do you think? Yeah, I think Halliburton has to go to a situation like that. I think if he goes to the Knicks or the Pistons, then all his flaws will be exposed. But I think in a situation where he can play off the ball some, uh, Booker's already going to get to the free throw line, and he'll be able to just kind of be a good connective tissue or complementary piece, I think this is a good fit for him. But I think, like, like I said, a New York or Detroit, he goes to one of those teams. I think he just doesn't look good. Yeah, that, that's why I don't want him on the Knicks because I don't, I don't see him um, having that type of success as compared to some of these other teams. So 
I definitely agree with you on that. All right, we got the Spurs at 11. I got to check the phones, man. Salute to everybody in the chat. We got 812 in here. Appreciate the uh, the patience in here. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. If you guys are new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new. We'll shout you guys out. Let me um, shout out some of the super chats that came in. I had to slow down the, the chat because the chat was going crazy. My Okoro pick had people go jumping on, jumping out the window, man. <laughs> it's all good, man. Knicks fan TV, we're about shock value. All right. Um, shout out Kurt Cobain. He says, shout out Knicks fan TV. Love y'all guys. Shout out Kurt up in heaven. Uh, Robert Paris says, top sports show, bar none, big week ahead. Yeah, definitely big week ahead. We got uh, Ian Begley coming on Tuesday, next Tuesday. And then we got draft night Wednesday night. We got Corey, Tarwood Herald. We got Raphael Barlow, uh, NBA draft junkie. We got Spencer Perlman coming in. We got uh, my guy Pierre from from Through the Wire podcast. So it's going to be a, a heavy hitter show. Park City, Dion sends a super chat. Appreciate you, Park City. He goes, damn. <laughs> I guess that was a response to Okoro. Uh, <laughs> Father Peace, he says, this year we strike gold. So Father Peace is, is sounding kind of optimistic. Park City says, no way to Okoro. You can find athletes that can defend at 27 through 38. He wants Kara Lewis at 8. Money Mark says, great job as usual. For me, Obi or Fizzell fits best with RJ Mitchell Frank. Hashtag December 22. Okay. All right, let me um let me try the phones on once again. These these comments are hilarious. Yeah, I, I, I saw a guy says if you take Okoro, he's going to Nets fan TV. <laughs> I got people fleeing fleeing the family, man. Jeez, a little adversity. What happened to the development staff, people? What happened to all of that? I'm I'm gambling big. I told you I'm going hard to go home, man. That's it. No safe picks. We're going hard to go home. All right, let's go to Hawaii, man. My guy B. Moore out there flexing all the way out there in Hawaii. What's going on, bro? Hey, what's up, man? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, loud, loud and clear, man. Um, what, what do you think about uh, my Coro right. pick and, and what your takes on the draft? Well, first things first, man. Show some aloha. <laughs> Hit that thumbs up for your boys, man. Coro, man, I get the Knicks would do that, but Coro is a no-no. Like, <laughs> I watched him. I watched his film. He drives and he can kick. That's mainly what he does, if I'm being honest, on, on offense. And on defense, yeah, he's good. He can switch. But realistically, how much better of a defender is he than a Vassell or a Patrick Williams? I mean, I really like Tyler Bay's um, ability to contest at the rim, too. He plays the right way. He plays real smart. Mm -hmm. We can get him later. But uh, I I agree with most of everybody out here, man. You got to go with Kyra. Okay. I mean, that dude, I think he fits perfect too, man, because he's in the 88th percentile, I think, in catch-and-shoot threes. And the way he played in Alabama, he wasn't the leading scorer either. So, I mean, mm -hmm. you talk about RJ does the best when he has the ball in his hands. You know, we could be seeing him being the somewhat – primary facilitator him and Kyra kind of sharing that role and uh I think that's a perfect fit okay yeah. I appreciate it um Raphael what would you think about that about uh he's, Kyra he's, Lewis yeah he's to the Kyra over Okoro as a better fit yeah I mean I think the Knicks need a point guard I know yeah, they have quite I a agree. few on the roster but I I think that point guard is the most important position and I, I would take a point guard. 
But I get where you're coming from because you're basing off where you think that, you know, a Tibbs based team is going to do. So I, I get it from from where you're looking at it. But it'll be I don't know if they don't have a, if they don't get a point guard and free agency or, or via trade, and then you add Okoro, then the Knicks are going to be bad again. Yeah, it's, it's going to be bad. Listen, it's going to be a transition time, man. It's, it's going to be a transition. Um, but again, we'll see. I'm just going off of. Well, how the board looks and what I where I think they would go. Um, all right, so Spurs pick at number eleven. I think there's a number of ways they can go. I think Spurs are going to be in rebuild mode. You're hearing that there's some activity there with the Spurs. I don't really see that being the Spurs way. I think they'll stay here with the pick at number eleven, and I think they will go with Alexei Pokusevsky. I think the Whoa. Spurs go international. It's worked out for them in the past. I think Pokusevsky and Pop is a nice matchup. Um, the passing ability, three-point ability, you know, obviously he's got to put some weight up. But um, I think Pokusevsky would be a nice development prospect for Popovich and the Spurs. Uh, Corey, what's, what's your takes on, on Poku's game? You know what? The first one... When I started watching Poku, I, I, I kept looking at all the, the things he could do. I'm going, oh wow, like that's a that's a smooth seven footer. Like this dude's running off screens, he's making plays out of pick and roll. Like no doubt that he's skilled. But then the more and more I'm I'm watching him, I'm just going, dang, can my can my man get to the free throw line at the like he looks like he's playing at the rec league like he's at my frail, at like man. my men's league right? He's so frail, bro. I'm uh. You know, I'm a little bit worried about him if we're looking at him as a guy that, like, this guy is going to blow up. He's going to be the next big thing. I don't know if he has that, like, aggressive toughness in him to do that. I, I think he's got skills. I think he could definitely be a guy that brings a lot to the table if he develops right. And I think that the Spurs are a great spot for him, even if, even though I think that this might be a little bit early for him. Um, but, uh, you know, in a draft like this, it would not shock me if if uh, he was a guy that, that rose so quickly. But... Yeah, he he's a he's a guy that I look at and I went, man, a lot of good things, but I don't know if I'm the one who I want to take the chance on it because it's it's a little bit different different than Giannis's situation. I, I think you know, with Giannis, I think he had so much growing to do. I don't know, I, like he's this dude's skinny. I just I don't see the same kind of aggressiveness truth, even in a young young Giannis. Truth, you know, truth be told. I I didn't realize Okongu was still on the board, bro. That was my fault. I, I would have had him with Okongu. That was my fault. I'm taking that back. Let me let me rewind a little bit. I'm taking that back. Oh man, I got the next the pick. Yeah, I'm trying to manage the board and the chat and everything. That was my fault. I'm going Okongu to the Spurs because yeah. that, that that's why that's where I thought you were going. Yeah, yeah, that would just that would just make the most sense. So forgive me on that one. Um. You can do. Th- I mean, you can't do that in real life. I know, I know, I know. People, people get paid for that all the time. But, uh, right. you know. But yeah, we we going we going back. So give me Okongu to the Spurs at eleven. Obviously, the best player available on the board. Um, Kings at twelve. Rafael, where where are you going? Oh man, it went from the easiest choice to now the toughest one. Um, <laughs> with the Kings, I mean, like they. The one position where you know that they need the most help at would be center, mm-hmm. and Okongo would have been able to come in and slide slide in their lineup right away. Um, this is tough because it, they're like the Hawks in a sense. No matter where you go, it's somewhat redundant to a player that they've recently paid mm-hmm. or recently drafted. Um, 
Um, it depends on what they do with Bogdanovich and Buddy Hill, who's looking great, by the way. I live in Dallas. He's I've been watching. Yeah, he's been working out with like, Randall and and uh, Tyler Ralph and those guys, right? Yeah, I haven't seen Julius in the gym the, the last two days I went. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they've been playing pickup, and quite a few guys have been there. And and um, Buddy's been playing the point. So it looks like he's been working like his ball handling and his pick and roll game or whatever. But if I'm Sacramento here, I would probably go with, I think Bogdan is going to be gone or, or you trade buddy. And I think that you can get another shooter for a lot cheaper. They just pay buddy about 90 million. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna go with Aaron Neesmith here and I'm going to move one of the two, either Bogdanovich leaves in free agency or, or Buddy gets traded, so I look to replace him with another shooter, and mm-hmm. so I'm going Aaron Neesmith. Aaron Neesmith to the Kings. All right, hang on one second. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Let's go to uh, let's go back to the phones. David from Long Island, what's going on, bro? What's going on, CP? Second time caller. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Hit that thumbs um, up button yeah, for your boys. Talk about. Uh, yeah, I just want to talk about that uh, eight pick. I think the Knicks got to go Kira. Uh, I really like that kid's game, man. He just brings a great energy when he plays. I think with him and RJ, they'd be pushing uh, pushing the tempo a lot for this team. And he's got a shot. We need somebody who could shoot on this team. And being a point guard is something that we desperately need, too. I think they could establish a good pick and roll with him and Mitch. Uh, he's a great driver. Uh, so with him rolling to the hoop and then Mitch being right there, I think that they will play off really well off each other. The only other thing I want to talk about is if we do go after a superstar, and I'm hoping it's not Brody, <laughs> uh, if we go after CP3 and we can get him with not too much, you know, trades and all, uh, not too much picks for the trade, uh, I think that he'd be really good to kind of show uh, Kira how to run this offense uh, really effective. Perfect. And I think if you do have Kira kind of learning under CP3, I think that's the best case scenario for the team yep. when we get a pick for a yep. point guard, especially when we're trying to establish a future with that point guard. So I think that's the, the pick we got to make uh, for that eighth pick. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%, man. I think CP3 would be an excellent um, teacher for any of the point guards that, that they bring in. And and I think Tibbs will, you know, lean towards a veteran going into this thing, especially with the short time frames and, and things of that nature. So um, I, I definitely agree with you there. All right, next call. Let me go to Uptown Harlem World. Baron, what's going on, man? Hey, CP. <laughs> Thumbs up button for your boy. <laughs> they stole my stole your slogan. Now every time they call and say hit that thumbs up button for your boy. <laughs> Listen, man, I like the Ocaro pick. I like the Ocaro pick, but we can make a splash at eight. That Patrick Williams kid at Florida State is nice. Coro gonna play the D. He gonna play D, but we're gonna have to wait years for this guy. And like you said, we're gonna get a, he's gonna get exposed, man. Listen, I'm going with Patrick Williams, man. Okay. We're going to make a splash early. We can get all the other players later. We can do that later. Then after that, then we'll be all right. I'm still not spending no money on nobody and don't want no Russell Westbrooks and all them other guys. They can have that. Because if I have a deal with them, if me and Houston do any kind of deal, 
I'm showing up with my gun. Simple, because there's going to be a robbery. If I'm not robbing them, we not doing no deal. But I just want to say, yo, CP, thanks for putting me on once again, man. I'm going to keep my, keep my eyes and my ears open for you, big bro. Yes, I love sir. what you're doing, my man. All Appreciate right? it, bro. Appreciate it. Um, so my guy, Barrett, Hello? He, he thinks, he thinks, uh, Hello? Patrick Williams uh, is a, is a, uh, I don't know my guy was on it, but I think he's, he's, he thinks Patrick Williams is, um, you know, the more ready to go prospect than a Coro, but you know, I'm hearing Patrick Williams is as much of a project as a Coro. What do you guys think about that? I think that that's, I think a Coro is probably has his game more evolved than Patrick Williams right, does right. At, at this point. Um, I just think that, and, and they both kind of share the same weakness, right? Like Patrick Williams is, is good getting to his little mid-range Jimmy, um, but, you know, a 19-year-old rookie, he, he's not taking four mid-range shots a game off the bounce, you know, coming into the league. So I think they're going to have the same kind of uh, issue with, with guys going under on screens, making them prove that they could shoot. But, you know, I, I think that Okoro – is going to be able to get into the paint a little bit easier. Uh, I think his handle is a little bit more um, advanced at his yeah. at his position. You know, like I, I think Patrick Williams got a little. I think his handle is a little underrated, but I think Okoro can do more with it. I think he'll be able to make plays a little bit easier. But you know, I think with both of those guys, it comes down to the fit and, and the organization mm-hmm. that could develop them. You know, I, I think that they both have a chance to be really, really good players, but they could also both, you know, kind of. Hit hit their median outcome, maybe their lower end, depending on where they go and and you know how much pressure is put on them to succeed right away. Yep, uh, I agree with you on that, man. All right, so which pick we are at twelve? We went with Neesmith, right? I'm just updating yeah. the board yeah. here. Had a little error on the board. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. So twelve, we went with Neesmith. I'm just I'm using this real GM um, sim lottery thing. Problem is, if you make one mistake on here, you can't edit it, and so you <laughs> got to do the whole damn thing over again. So I got it written. I got I got all the picks written down. Okay. If that happens, all right, so. cool. I got them typed out. All right, yeah. cool. So we had uh, a Congo to the Spurs. We had uh, Neesmith to the Kings, Pelicans. So who, whose pick is that? Who's whose pick is that's, that? That's me, I think. Yeah. All right. So where are you going, New Orleans Man, Pelicans? I, I really wanted Neesmith to to fall to the Pelicans. Uh, that that to me would have been the perfect fit. Learn from JJ Redick, but you know it is what it is. It's how the game is. Um, you know, there's a lot of lot of noise that they're you know maybe shipping out Drew. Um, you know, who knows if that happens or if it doesn't. But I think that at this spot, I think he's one of the more talented guys on the board. Um, who has a pretty solid floor as well. I'm going to take Tyrese Maxey here. Yeah, you know, kind of a little bit a little bit in the same vein as as Drew. Um, you know, if he if he tops out, I think with Maxey, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a big fan. I think he's being a little bit underrated. I kind of wish that he played more on the ball at Kentucky. You know, I'm not the biggest Ashton Hagen's guy. Um, you know, I think Maxey's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, he's great coming off that floppy action and whatnot, but I think that in the NBA he's going to show that he has a little bit more on the ball game. Um, so I think he's got some potential there. I love how he defends. You know, that dude competes. And I think that his shot, like, I think the release point's a little low. You know, he shoots it out instead of up sometimes. I think he's just got to, you know, raise that release point just a tiny bit. And I think he's going to be a really good shooter. And, and that's on the bounce, off the catch. I, I think he's got, you know, that winning mentality that, 
any coach would want. And I think at this spot, if you can get a Tyrese Maxey, I think that's pretty good value. So I'm going to take Maxey here for New Orleans. Okay. All right, all right. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what New Orleans does. I think they will end up trading Holiday. Where he goes uh, is anyone's guess at this moment. So they're going to need um, someone at the point uh, or, or one of the guard positions. So, you know, it seems like Lonzo could be on the way on his way out as well. Um, so let's see where they go there. All right, Celtics at 14. You know, as I said, I feel like they're going to be itching to move up. They have three first-round picks. Um, if they were to stand pat, I think they will go big, and and I think they will go with, you know what? I'm going to go with Precious Achiwa here. I'm going to go with Precious Achiwa here, um, a guy that gives you some positional versatility. He gives you some toughness and some grit, and I think he could come in and, and help this Celtics team right away as a team that, that's looking to compete um, on the defensive end. And I think Achiwa will give them some versatility out there um, at the four spot, and and I think that's Boston's pick at, at fourteen. Rafael, what's your what's your take on Achiwa, man? Yeah, that's who I have Boston taking on my last mock. Um, but I'm kind of biased towards him because I have a friend that is anti-Precious, and I think because of me being so much of a Precious fan, it's kind of made me a little bit. Um, yeah, it's just kind of made me a, a, a Precious protector I guess but I like him a lot I do think that he has really high bust potential mm. if he if he doesn't accept a role because I think that if he decides to be a a defender energy guy that slowly develops his skill set as a guy that could um, maybe knock down open shots maybe be active cutter rim roller I think he'll be fine but if he decides that he wants to play like he played in AU, where he wants to be a wing and he wants to dribble and shoot contested pull-up jumpers, then I think he could be in trouble. But I just like his tools. I like the fact that he does have some skill set as far as like putting the ball on the floor. He's a little out of control. He's not a good decision maker. But I think if he just accepts a role, and I guess the best example that I can think of is Coming out, I felt like Tristan Thompson and Thomas Robinson were not much different. But I felt like the biggest difference between the two is Tristan accepted a role while Thomas Robinson wanted to show that he has ball handling skills and shoot jumpers. And, I mean, the difference is Tristan is he's made a lot more money. He's still in the league while Thomas Robinson is he's playing overseas. So I think for Precious, it's a matter of, accepting a role as an energy guy and then slowly just kind of developing his skill set as opposed to trying to be a wing. All right. And over to you at 15 uh, for Orlando Magic. So at number 15 for Orlando, I think that the best fit here, or at least I think where they'll go is just based off of their history of taking long athletic guys Mm -hmm. with high defensive upside. I'll go with RJ Hampton here. I think with um, you have, uh, you know, this question marks about Markel Fultz, but then uh, DJ Augustine is a free agent. I think Michael Carter-Williams is a free agent. Evan Fournier, he's probably going to opt in, but he may not be there next year. So I think you're going to need some some depth at at guard. Mm -hmm. And I think RJ has a a high upside. If he can uh, work on his jump shot, which I've seen with my own eyes. I've been in the gym with him this summer. He's been putting a lot of work on his jump shot. But if you get a best-case scenario of, 
Fultz and, and RJ, then you have a pretty athletic long backcourt. There may be mm-hmm. questions about their, their outside shooting, but I mean, if you just look at their history from, I think, um, even back when their general manager was in Milwaukee, this is the type of player that they select. Interesting. Um, Corey, 16, the Portland Trailblazers. What do you think, man? This is um, my team, so you got to you gotta do this right. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> With the Blazers, um, I'm not going to let uh, Patrick Williams drop any, any further than this. I yeah. think, you know, maybe there's a little bit of overlap, him and Nas Little, but – I think that, uh, you know, that backcourt is kind of solidified. And I think they're going to want guys who can, you know, add to that wing depth, you know, that that you need to put around guys like Dame and, and CJ. So, um, you know, Pat Williams is, is a guy that has a lot of potential, but I think that he'll be able to step on the floor with a team like that and at least defend right away and, and just get out and transition and make athletic plays, um, guard multiple positions. And I think, you know, at, at, at this spot, I think that uh, – you know, you kind of got to take him here. I think his uh, his upside is really high for for this team and, and this spot. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, man, especially in the West. You know, having that wing versatility will certainly help him. Uh, Melo certainly did him no favors. That's my guy, but, you know, certainly did him no favors. And, and I think with Gary Trent bringing that defensive intensity off the bench, having a Patrick Williams that can come in, you know, whether or not he's coming in off the bench or what, um, I, I think he could certainly help him. Um, from a defensive standpoint. What, Raphael, where would you go if, if this was uh, your pick at 16? You're a Blazer fan. Yeah, I'm a big Blazers fan. I want Sadiq Bay. I think he answers every question that we have. He fills so many needs from winged up to another person that can make a play with the ball. I think looking at the Blazers the past few years, if a team trapped Dame, then CJ had to make a play. Like before we had um, Harkless and Aminu, neither one of those guys were able to put the ball on the floor or pass. And if they got the ball like late in the shot clock, then they would, if they didn't have a shot, they couldn't attack a closeout or they would throw it back to Dame or CJ, hit him with a bomb and they had to take a bad shot. So I mm-hmm. think that um, with Sadiq Bay, I like how Villanova played him at, at point forward sometimes. So that way you can run some off-the-ball plays for Dame and CJ. I think he's a multi-positional defender, and he shot over 40% from three. So yeah. I think that he would be a really good fit. But anything is better than we had William and Gabriel starting at the four in the playoffs. So <laughs> Bay would be a, a, a definite upgrade, along with Ariza and Hood coming back. So yeah. that would be my choice. But can't go wrong with Patrick Williams because he's so young. It's like you're getting a – a player that I don't think was projected to come out in this draft mm-hmm. at this time last year. And so I think he has a pretty high upside. So I wouldn't be mad. Interesting. You know what? I'm going to give Bay to the Timberwolves, man. They need talent, point blank, period. And I think if you're coming in with um, D'Lo at the one, Edwards at the two, I throw Bay at the three. Um, and you have Cat at the four. I mean, at the at the five. We'll see who they go with at the four. But um, for all the reasons that you mentioned, I think Sadiq Bay would be a nice. Um, piece to that young core, the Minnesota Timberwolves. So I'm going to go with Bay at number I 17. Agree. Yeah, I think he comes in and starts from day one, and yeah. he fills a lot of needs as far as defense and allow D'Angelo to play off the ball on some plays because he can make plays for others. So I think that would be a good fit. I mean, to me, he's one of the best plug-and-play guys. Facts. All right. Um, that oh that oh Corey that was I think that was your pick at seventeen Timberwolves. All right, so we'll, we'll reset it. Corey, go ahead with uh, eighteen at the Mavericks. Hold on, I got the okay. I got the Mavericks yeah. now. All right, hold on. Um, okay, so 
you know, if I'm Dallas and I, I just want guys that can, you know, kind of play off Luka, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think this might, I don't know, some people might think uh, this is too early. You know, I, personally, he's a guy that I'm not like as high on as the rest of the internet seems to be, but I think that he's a guy that is going to thrive in the kind of role that Dallas would uh, afford him. So I, I'm going to take uh, Desmond Bain here. Okay. I like that. I, I like that. Desmond Bain to the Dallas Mavericks. All right, so let me find Bain here. I think I think the order was right because I think Corey, you picked for the Blazers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then CP, you picked for the Wolves. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got skipped. Oh, all right. <laughs> you got all skipped. Right. All right. Yeah, you got skipped. All right. So, um, you should I take the Nets or you want to take the Nets, Rafael? I'll, I'll do nineteen. Okay. So go ahead. Go ahead with the with the Nets pick at nineteen. I'll do nineteen. My man has been sitting in the green room. They mm-hmm. got the cameras on him. He's probably crying. <laughs> and everybody's. They got the graphic at the bottom of the screen talking about his stock dropping. So I'm gonna save Tyrese Halliburton here. I'm gonna take him with the Nets. Oh no, he we had Tal- the- we had Halliburton with the Suns. Yeah, we got Halliburton at yeah, ten. Yeah, Halliburton at I'm ten. Sorry, I'm Suns. sorry, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I apologize. I apologize. All right, so for the Nets here, then I would go with. Um, it may not be the best fit. Actually, you know what? I'll just go with Jalen Smith. I think that one of the things mm. that the Nets don't have is a a big that can space the floor. And even though it'd be tough to get minutes with Allen and DeAndre Jordan and, and the buddy system getting ten million dollars a year, but I think that um, Jalen Smith would would give them a, another defender and outside shooter because for some reason I think Jared Allen possibly gets moved in, in a deal with Spencer Dinwiddie. I think they're going to try to add a, a third star there, mm. so Jalen Smith would be my choice. Okay. And in that mold, I, I could see the Nets even going out and getting surge maybe in the offseason in, in that Jalen Smith mold. So let, let's see how that um, how that transpires. Um, number 20, the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat. Those damn Pat Riley Miami Heat. <laughs> you know what? Where am I going to go with the Heat here? Where am I going to go with Miami Heat here? Let's see who we got left on the board. We got, we got some options. Let's see who we have here on the board. Miami Heat. You know what? Uh, I'm going to go with a guy who um, has been rising up boards. And you know what? At this moment in the draft, I don't think you could lose. I'm going Tyrell Terry. I'm going Tyrell Terry to the Miami Heat. The rich get richer, and they get another bomber to bomb away with Duncan Robinson and Hero and the boys, Jimmy and them down in the 305. (laughs) What do you guys think about it, man? Tyrell Terry to the Miami Heat. I mean, I I love... That's what I have him going on my last mock. Yeah, Yeah, I love Tyrell Terry. Yeah. Yeah, I love him. He's uh, that, That kid could shoot it. You know, I usually don't, like take much from workout videos but i think you know especially with this situation where it's been so long so he has had so much time to kind of work on his body work on his strength his athleticism looks noticeably different to me like my dude is cocking back dunks he's throwing it between his legs you know i typically i wouldn't say fall for a workout video but it feels like 
he has become noticeably more athletic. And, you know, I think he was a good enough finisher at the rim as is in college. Mm -hmm. So if you add that he's just a little bit more athletic, I think that really is going to make a difference at the next level. So, and, and the Duke could shoot the, you know, the crap out of the ball. So you put him with Duncan Robinson and, and Tyler Hero and just add another threat to play off of Bam and Jimmy. And I mean, you know, you got something to work with there. Yeah, that That's a fact, man. All right. So where are we at? Raphael's up. Philly? Yep. All right. So with the Philadelphia 76ers, to me, this is a no brainer. I think they'd be happy to see Cole Anthony yep. fall to them. Me too. I think that he would be a good fit there. One, they need a point guard. Mm-hmm. But even if you don't think he's a point guard, they need a guard that can score and create his own shot off the dribble. And I think he'll be motivated. I think that he's a guy that he'll look at the names above him in his draft, feel like he's better than them. And me personally, I feel like if I had to choose in a workout between Tyrese Halliburton and Cole Anthony, I think Anthony eats him for lunch. Mm. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, I, w- I would go with, with Cole Anthony here. I yeah, think that I he could end up being a steal. Um, well, if I would have had the Mavericks pick, I thought that would have been good for him also because what the areas that he's weak in, Luca makes up for that and allows him to just come in and do what he does best and score. But for Philly, I think they end up getting a steal if they if they get him this low. Yeah, I agree. And and you know, a lot has been made about Cole Anthony and and his draft stock potentially dropping. You know, there's been some knocks at his his character and stuff like that. You know, I don't know how much to believe on that because I don't I don't know the kid and I I, I wouldn't want to bury him in, in that light. But if it is true, I would say this is the best situation for him. Going with Doc Rivers. Obviously knows the family, obviously the Greg Anthony connection there, a veteran team in Philly can come off the bench and just do his thing, be an instant offense asset to that team uh, until he develops into, you know, potentially a a point guard um, that that can ultimately be a starter. So I, I like Cole Anthony with that Sixers pick. I tell you what, though, they need to stop posting videos of him getting dominated by Kevin Porter Jr. I just, I've been seeing that. I've <laughs> That's not that, helping man. his draft Brickley's spot. Brickley's <laughs> been setting him up, man, because Kevin Porter <laughs> has been eating his food in those Brickley workouts, man. <laughs> yeah. That is not good for your draft yeah. spot. So. That's a fact, man. That is a fact. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We got 818 cracking right now. We still going heavy. Uh, we got um, T. Williams sends in the super chat. He says, Carol Lewis Jr. is the pick. Joe Collins says Westbrook going to the Bulls and risk it all for Mellow Ball. Where is Ron <laughs> Cleveland? That's a good. That's a good question. Where is Ron Cleveland? Yeah, listen. If it, if it, between me for me, if it came down between Kira and Okoro, I would take Kira Lewis. I'm just telling you where I feel like the team would go if faced with that situation. They met with Kira twice, so clearly he's on their radar. Clearly, um, clearly, uh, uh, Vassell is on the radar as well. So. You know, uh, I think um, those those guys will certainly be there on the next draft board. All right, cool. Yeah, I read Tibbs met with him in a church. <laughs> like, he watched him work yeah, out in a church sure or something did. like that. Sure, sure did. Sure did. All right, who's up? Uh, my up or is it, is it Corey up at 22 with Denver Nuggets? Um, Probably hey, me, Corey, right? Yeah, Corey's up, Denver Nuggets. All right. Uh, so, with Denver, you know, I'm trying to think, you know, they're a team. They want to compete. Um, I mean, I think they might want to make an upgrade, maybe – kind of make a splash maybe Gary Harris could be used as salary filler in that scenario 
Um, I also noticed the difference that Gary Harris made when he came back in that bubble defensively. Um, you know, look, we know that that team can get buckets with Murray and Jokic, but um, they were having a lot of trouble stopping people from getting buckets. So I think in this scenario, I'm going to take Josh Green. Um, I think th- I think that with Josh Green, I, I think as a defender um, on the perimeter, I would put him up there with anybody in the class. I think the way that he moves his feet um, is is really, really impressive. I think that he has a really easy path to contributing offensively just because I think that he's going to knock down shots. Mm-hmm. You know, he definitely had trouble finishing at the rim uh, in, in college. So, um, you know, as long as he can keep it simple and not try to do too much off the bounce, which I don't think he'd be expected to, but he can make cuts. He can get out and transition and play off of guys like Jokic and Murray and all the, uh, you know, attention that they get. I think Denver would be a really good uh, situation for him uh, to allow him to play to his strengths and then, you know, be able to cover defensively for, you know, for that backcourt. Okay, so we got Josh Green to the Denver Nuggets. All right, 23 Utah Jazz. Um, I think... Part of the issue they had in, in the bubble was uh, certainly wing defense um, and offense as well. You know, Bogdanovich was, was out. Uh, they were sorely missing him, and they really just had no depth behind him. Um, so I think the 23, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Robert Woodard out of Mississippi State. Uh, 42% from three. Good rebounder. Good defense. Um, a hustler. You know, they need some of that toughness there in Utah. And I think Robert Woodard would give them that um, that type of interior presence. So I'm going to go Robert Woodard, 23, to the Utah Jazz. Nobody nobody wants Pokusevsky. Huh? I, I, I threw everybody <laughs> off with the Pokus, though. All right. Hold on. See how quick you dropped, right? We'll see. Poku, Poku <laughs> dropped, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, Raphael, 24, Milwaukee Bucks. This is a tough one because I, I want to take Pokashevsky there, mm-hmm. but I think with the Giannis situation, they they want someone that's going to be able to come in right away and, and play right away. Yeah, um, I think the best fits there would have been Desmond Bain, but he's gone because I think he'd be ready to come in and and contribute as as another shooter. Um, so this one is 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 a tough choice. They may have to. To, to go up. I think they possibly could trade this pick, possibly. But if I were the Bucks here, I would go with Malachi Flynn. Oh, I'd add some, some yeah. depth at, at point guard. He's a pretty good shooter. Um, he was the defensive player of the year and the, the Mountain West. I don't know how well that translates to the NBA because he's a little undersized and not really long, but I think that he would be their, their best playmaker on the team. And yeah. I think that if they got creative, they could probably run some pick and rolls with him and Giannis. Mm-hmm. And which is something that, I mean, Bledsoe's okay in the pick and roll, but I think mm-hmm. Malachi, Malachi Flynn, I've been having trouble saying that all day. I yeah. think he would, he would come in and, and just kind of be able to, to give them another playmaker, a guy that can knock down open shots and he'd be ready to come in and contribute right away. All right. Um, Corey 25 OKC. All right. I'm doing it. Poku I'm taking time. I'm taking Poku here. Yeah. You know, I, there's a lot of rumors that OKC has had his eyes on him, you know, so maybe in this case where there's smoke, there's fire. Obviously, like if, if OKC is getting ready to trade Chris Paul, 
they're going to be completely fine getting, you know, throwing themselves into the Cade sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, Poku's a guy that if he if he's good, you know, great. They got a thousand picks to uh, to gamble on at this spot in the draft. It's a good spot to take a gamble like this, especially for that team and the situation they're trying to find themselves in. Because even if you know he comes in as a rookie and shows a little something, it's not going to be enough to you know win them games. Um, so I think this is uh, I think this is the spot for him. Okay, I, I agree, and I've been saying that for OKC. There's two guys that if they're available, I take the gamble and swing for the fences on. It's Pokashevsky and Jaden McDaniels. I feel like as far as Pokashevsky, I have a little bit of an advantage because I've actually saw him play live. I was at the tournament at the under-18s in Greece. I went to a bunch of his games. I've seen the, the positive. I've seen the game where he filled out the stat sheet, where he blocked shots, got steals, made great passes. But then I saw games that he did absolutely nothing. And the biggest thing that stands out to me is there's a game against Germany he started off 0 for 5 in his first six minutes, and he never got back in the game. He didn't look injured. He didn't have his shoulder wrapped up, his knee, his ankle. He was on the bench kind of laughing, having a good time. He didn't play the rest of the tournament. And there were rumors that he got shut down, mm. like someone shut it down. And I questioned his his toughness, like was mentioned earlier. I wonder if you throw him in the G League today, just the G League, not the NBA, where he's going to be against a bunch of hungry dogs that are trying to make it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll be able to handle that because he's so young. I mean, he, I think he just barely made the cut for this draft. But as far as talent, I'm gambling on it. And I, I think that um, this would be a good pick for the Thunder. And it makes the most sense yeah. because they don't have a timeline. Right. They don't they have – time to wait. Yeah, they have plenty of time to wait. And if mm-hmm. he doesn't pan out, they have like a million other draft picks. So, great choice. Sounds good, man. So, to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Again, we are coming up to number 27. Almost there. want to hear from the phone. We're going to get to the phones on 27. But for 26... Uh, and again, you know, with Boston looking to, to make moves uh, with three first-round picks, I think if they were to stay here... I think they go draft and stash, and I go Leandro Balmero in this spot. He still signed on with his team down in uh, Barca, yeah. and I and I think it's for another two, maybe three years. So I think Balmero, if Boston stays in this spot, I think Balmero would be the pick, draft and stash pick, potential point guard of the future. You know, if he ever comes over, we'll see. Obviously, you like his playmaking upside. Needs work on the shooting end. Defense, fairly average, but not a negative. But you give him time to develop um, where he is, and and maybe he comes up in in a couple years' time. So for Boston, I think Balmero at this slot makes the most sense based on their current roster composition. Okay. All right, so here we go. 27, New York Knicks. Let's get to the phone's. See what the people think. Let me hear from um, Josh from San Diego. What's going on, bro? What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing tonight? What's going on, man? Based on, I don't know if you have the draft board in front of you, but where would you go right now uh, at 27 for the New York Knicks? Jaden McDaniels. You got to go Jaden McDaniels. I feel like uh, at the 27th pick, um, you know, we we can, you know, afford to, you know, take on a project like Jaden McDaniels. And I think the potential of the ceiling is definitely there. Mm-hmm. You know, you definitely have to, you know, take a move 
take that uh, chance on Jaden McDaniels at the 27th pick. Um, what I really call to talk about, and I'm just going to be really quick with it, mm-hmm. I, I've gotten used to the fact that Nick fans don't like when I call. <laughs> um, but Tyrese Halliburton, as he falls to number eight, you have to take him. And I'll give you my reasons why. Mm-hmm. At 6'5", he's going to be a bigger point guard a bigger point guard than a lot of those, you know, besides LaMelo Ball, he's going to be the biggest point guard out there. Mm-hmm. His defensive potential is there. He can guard one through three, potentially. And as far as IQ, he has the highest IQ of almost every point guard in this draft. Mm-hmm. He can play right away. And you got to think about who the coach is. The coach is going to be Tom Thibodeau, okay? So Tom Thibodeau's not going to want to, you know, wait around for these players to come and, and, and develop the entire time. So Halliburton can go in there and play right away. He can fit right next to R.J., he can sit right next to Mitch. And for those Knicks fans who don't know, because I know a lot of us don't watch Iowa State or, you know, Alabama basketball games, head-to-head when he went up against Kara Lewis, he cooked him. He cooked him. He had 23 points, 11 rebounds, and nine assists against Kara Lewis's eight points and five assists. So, Knicks yeah. fans, do your homework on Tyree Halliburton. I think the reason why you hate him is because his name is too long or something. I don't know. But his game is definitely it. He has the IQ, and he can be our point guard of the future. I appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. The question is defense. He's so skinny. Like, who's he going to guard? It's a good good question, man. I mean, he's been in college two years, so he's had two years of a college weight program in new ways. The same as I do, and he's probably a foot taller. So, I think that, that's my question about yeah. his defense. There's a lot of good restaurants in New York. Is all I'm saying. Right. He, he he can eat yeah. good in New York. Yeah, they said he put on like 15 pounds or something, right? <laughs> um, I think he has an agency working for ESPN because I I've just been hearing so much stuff about him mm. top three now. I, I think that's a little under the table yeah. money going on there. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> Listen, I like his skill sets. I've always, but I always, I've always said that you know there's certain teams that I, I like him on. You know, I yeah. don't like the fact that he only averaged two free throw attempts per game. I don't like the fact that he doesn't get to the line. It's not aggressive for, enough for me from the point guard spot. That's just me. Um, you know, so again, what what will his intermediate game look like? Similar similar to to a Coro, as you guys said, but with Halliburton, what would that intermediate game look like? Yes, he's a good uh, pick and roll ball handler and a good facilitator out of the pick and roll um, out in transition. I think he could certainly help the Knicks, him and RJ as well. But there's just other aspects from a point guard perspective that I, I just question, and a lot of the you know people that we've had on there have kind of echoed the same sentiment. So we'll, we'll see. You think he's a good pick and roll ball handler? I, I mean, I don't think he's a threat to go to the basket. And passing, I don't passing. think he can shoot the pull up. Pat, well, but I mean, like, to, but to me, I guess to to really take advantage of the pick and roll, to take advantage of the mismatches, you have to be a threat to shoot the pull up jumper yeah. or get to the basket. I just think you get him in a pick and roll, he's just gonna swing it to the side. So right. that's just my opinion. I'm not high on Halliburton as everybody else, mm-hmm. but I think if you put him in an interview setting, he's gonna blow you away with his IQ and the interviews. But to me. Fit is the most important part for him because if he yeah. goes to a good situation, he's gonna it's gonna look good. But if he doesn't, like I said, all his flaws will be exposed. True indeed, man. All right, let's go to let me hear from Malcolm, Malcolm in Harlem, man. Malcolm, if you're looking at the board, where would you go at uh twenty seven? Hello? Yo, what's up, bro? How you feeling? Yeah. Yeah, if I'm looking at this board. One, first of all, I love the Coral pick. I think Coral, uh-huh, especially being the SEC, he's locked down a lot of the best guards and forwards out there. And since we're taking a forward at eight, 
we gotta go point guard, and I think Malachi Flint, Malachi Flint, he's gone. Be the best player. Flynn's gone. Flynn went to the Bucks, man. He's gone <laughs> off the board. All right, then Theo Maladon. Ooh, okay. Another we French. Point guard. <laughs> e, I don't, I, Malcolm. I don't know if you're in the chat, man, but don't let him know it's you if you're going in there, man. Thanks for the call, bro. <laughs> he's going back to the Frenchman with Theo Maladon at number twenty-seven. You know what? Uh, the Knicks did meet with him. Um, they, they say they are high on him. Theo Maladon. You know, not known for a separation as a point guard, but a fairly solid defender. Um, crafty, from, from what our scouting reports have brought to us. Theo Maladon thinks he's about 6'5", so he certainly has the size. I don't know, Raphael, I'm sure you, you've probably seen a lot more of him. What, what do you think about his game? I think he's a, a game manager. Yeah. And I, I think that... I like Frank, but I think that he's too similar to Frank as far as just kind of being a bigger point guard, but that's not really aggressive. That's just going to kind of manage the game. And so I I just, for like the Knicks, I just don't think that 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 would be a a good choice. Yeah, I don't don't think so either, man. Um, Corey, have you seen any Maladon? You know, he's one guy I haven't really dug too deep in. You know, I watch highlights or whatever, and – I don't know. He's he's definitely one of the guys that I initially when I'm like looking for who I'm going to do next, you know, I'll try to maybe go to the highlight. Mm-hmm. Um and he, there was it's there boring. wasn't anything about him that, you know, caught my eye. You know, like I wasn't like you know, I, I've heard the name, but nothing jumped out at me that I just based it off which means nothing. I'm, you know, I don't want to be one of the guys who claims to know about a lot about him just by watching the highlights, but uh um, yeah, just, just on first glance, you know, sometimes I can tell a little bit and, uh, you know, he's not a guy that particularly interest, uh, interested me. I, you know, there were other guys I wanted to focus on more just based on, you know, my initial base research into him. So, you know, I, maybe he could be a player. It's a young guy, you know, right place, right time, right team. You know, yeah. a lot of these guys at the back end, that's what it's about. True, true story, man. All right. So 27. We've gotten a vote for Jaden McDaniel. But you know what? I'm going to go away from potential question marks. And I'm going to go with Jamise Ramsey out of Texas Tech at number 27. Number 27, Jamise Ramsey. Um, Two-way player. You know, 42% from three. I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to take a chance on on Jameis Ramsey um, on on some upside and and take him at 27. I I like Flynn. I like Flynn. I wanted Flynn. Um, Obviously, I would love a a Terry or even a Cole Anthony at 27 if he was there of of the guard selections. But with them not being there, um, I'll go with more of a a two-way player in Jameis Ramsey at number 27. All right, who's up next? Was that um, late Lakers yeah. at 28? Oh, man, never in a million years would I think I'd ever be picking for the Lakers as a Blazers fan. <laughs> <laughs> but for the Lakers, um, I think they can go two ways. I think they can try to find a big that can stretch the floor and maybe a Nanaji. But the, the player that I, I like here, and it and I like him, and, and it hurts to have him go to a team that I dislike so much. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people are slipping on or sleeping on Cassius Winston. I mm. think that 
you can make a case and say he's the best shooter in this draft. I know the name doesn't come up, you know, when you talk about the shooters, but he shot over 40% from three. I want to say over 600 attempts in his college career. Michigan State guy, he's tough. He's seasoned. I think he's ready to come in and contribute right away. Um, if Rondo ends up leaving and going to the Clippers or he wants a bigger, you know, a, a bigger paycheck, I think uh, Winston can come in and be a, a good backup point guard. I like the fact that he has a little, you know, a little boogie in his game. He's got the street game, but he also has the fundamentals. He may have some issues defending on the NBA level, but I think he's going to be a, a backup point guard that has a really long NBA career. All right, Cassius Winston, and I know, um, I know, Corey, you're a fan of Cassius Winston as well. I love him, man, and uh, you got to figure that LeBron wants somebody that's going to be an adult coming in. Yeah, you know, and I, I like how you refer to it. You know, he's a guy who's got wiggle. You know, he's got that. He's got that almost that New York style point guard. But you know, just the little things that he does, like mm-hmm. you know, he. He tricks guys into running into screens, you know, with his little his little head fakes, his little in and outs, all this stuff, you know, just to get to the, before he even gets to the screen, he's already throwing guys off to to really create separation for himself. I think he's probably one of the three best passers in this draft. Live dribble, right hand, left hand, you know, hitting the weak side, you know, coming off a screen. I I love him. I think he's going to have a long NBA career, and I don't know if I was just like reading too much twitter today but i thought i saw somewhere he had a 6-6 wingspan so uh you know if that if that happened to be the case that might bode you know well for him at least on the defensive end guarding point guards i don't know how well he'll guard switches but i love him yeah i like how he can score off movement like you can run action plays for him and he's comfortable shooting with just the pull-up action plays or, or spotting up so i think he would be a good compliment for lebron or he could manage a second unit and not let the lead slip so to me that's a that's a, a perfect fit perfect fit for him Corey, 29 the toronto raptors yeah think? so um i mean i i didn't listen to the full podcast yet but i know that Fred Van Vliet was on uh, JJ Reddick's podcast. Fred, Fred wants the bag, man. He wants he the wants bag. the bag, right? So I don't, you know, maybe Toronto's willing to give it to him. I don't know, but if not, and and I think even if so, because they've had success with this kind of guard, um, you know, they need, uh, you know, Lowry's getting up there, and uh, I think at this spot, I think I'm gonna take Grant Riller for Toronto. Okay, um, I like that. You know, I I think Riller's a guy that he's just he's gonna be a bucket. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's going to be a bucket in the league. The heat. I think that, uh, you know, he's got some little things with his shot that he needs to fix. Um, but, you know, he can get to his shot whenever. Um, he can get to the hoop. He's he's crafty, shifty with the ball. Uh, you know, I, I think that he, he goes here. You know, he's not necessarily going to be counted on to be the lead playmaker or whatnot. But he's a, he's going to be a guy who could come in older right away, contribute, go get buckets coming off the bench, change of pace, and uh, you know eventually down the line, you know, and probably quickly given his age, he'll be able to kind of fill in just in case Fred Van Vliet does leave. Um, so I think you know, again, they've had a success with his type of uh, point guard, and maybe you know Kyle Lowry can kind of teach him a little bit on on the defensive end as well. So uh, I, I think that at this spot, Toronto would be pretty uh happy if they can get a guy like yeah, that Grant, really. yeah okay. he seems like a guy that Masai would draft and the next thing you know he's comes out of nowhere and has like a Fred Van Vliet type career I mean <laughs> yeah I think that's 
Yeah, I'm just a big fan of Masai and Toronto. I think they have the best development program in the NBA. And yeah, I just think that would be an awesome pick for them. Mm-hmm. All right. So up next are the Boston Celtics once again. Um, let's see. It's on you. <laughs> yeah, we had we had him taking Paul Marrow draft and stash. We have um who do we take first? Precious. We took Precious first. Okay. All right, so since you see Boston, Boston is hard to predict again because they have these guys, uh, three three first round picks and not enough spots. So let's go with um, where are we gonna go here with Boston? Josh Green. Let's go Jaden McDaniels. We'll go Jaden McDaniels to the seas. Um, again, high risk, high reward, but a team that can afford to take that gamble. I think I think this is a Danny Ainge pick. Bring him off the bench. Behind uh, maybe Tatum or Brown, and, and get him in there to do his thing. Perimeter shooting, ball handling, athleticism, wingspan. So Jaden McDaniel's is my pick to the Boston Celtics at number thirty. All right, we, we're getting closer. We're getting closer to the end here. Who's up? Um, <laughs> I think it's me. Yeah. Yep. Yes, yeah, you. All right, for Dallas. Uh, this is kind of a, a tough one. I thought all the good fits, like I thought Grant really would have been a good fit. He's gone. Uh, Jaden McDaniels would have been a good mm-hmm. gamble, but he's gone. <laughs> um, I think right here, they, um, I think right here, based off of a shooting, and I think they're just going to go all on, all in on offense, Isaiah Joe. I think that it may be somewhat of a reach, but he fits the complimentary role that they that they need. They could also take a look at Cassius Cassius Stanley, mm-hmm. but I think it would take him a while to to really. Uh, I mean, I think his, his he's just more so potential as a defender than he is actually is a good defender right now. I don't think he is, but I'll go Isaiah Joe here. Gives them another knockdown shooter guy that can come off pin downs and I think for a guy like Isaiah Joe Duncan Robinson just how he was able to shoot off of action plays and just to threaten the gravity I think it kind of makes Isaiah Isaiah Joe's stock go up not saying he's Duncan Robinson but those type of guys that can sprint the floor and and shoot threes off the catch kind of open the floor for everybody else and if you give Luca another shooter a, a crazy offense gets even better so Isaiah Joe will be my choice here Okay. All right. Um, who's up? Is that Corey? Hornets? Yep. Yep. All right. I'm next for the Hornets. Man, I was really hoping I was going to be able to pair the McDaniels brothers together in Charlotte. <laughs> uh, with, the Martin, with the Martin twins also? Yeah. Maybe let's get some Plumleys in there. Maybe some, uh, I don't know how. what else Holidays. we got. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, all right. So for Charlotte, you know, I think that um, – you know, there was a lot of rumors they want a big man. You know, that's why they were looking at Wiseman, a Kung Wu, whatnot. Um, in our mock, they ended up with Ball with that first pick. So I'm going to have them taking a shot on a big like Daniel uh, Aturu um, here in this spot. You know, big, athletic, pretty skilled, a little raw, um, but could be a guy that, you know, could be a high upside play for them in, in a position in need. Daniel Aturu, like that. Let's get a Turu in here. A Turu. 
This is, this is where we got to go deep into the bag. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're in the bag right now. Deep, deep in the bag. All right. <laughs> and this is where a guy that you could take here could end up going anywhere from 15 through 40. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Not much difference. All right. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. So we have Edwards. We have Sadiq Bay. They got a like, nice little lineup here cracking right now, man. I kind of like I kind of like where we're going with the Timberwolves. Um, you got Wancho Horn, Hernan Gomez at the four. Why not upgrade? You know, I don't know how they how they want to space it. Um, why not upgrade with Isaiah Stewart? Isaiah Stewart, traditional big man, more traditional, seventeen and eight, uh, high octane, high motor. It's gonna get on the boards. Does all the dirty work. Need some toughness in Minnesota, man. Got to toughen up towns and, and those guys, man. I need some toughness. I'm going to go with Isaiah Stewart uh, to the Minnesota Timberwolves. I might like that pick, man. Damn, this was fantasy basketball. I like the, the Timberwolves looking nice right now. <laughs> I like Stewart, man. I like yeah. Stewart. This is a tough dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Isaiah Stewart for the Minnesota Timberwolves at 33. Knicks at 38. All right, so we got uh, Raphael 76ers at 34. All right, another tough choice. I gave them uh, Cole Anthony. Um, I still think they need some some stuff. Actually, you know what? And here, here I'll go with. Oh, I just had the name. How I want to say Cassius Stanley, but he he can't shoot yet. Um, you know what? I, I'll just go with a, another guard. I think they need a lot of help at guard. So here is Nick, Nico Mannion hasn't been drafted yet, right? No. Nope. Yep. I'll I'll go with I'll go with Nico Mannion, and I think that they're going to end up moving Ben Simmons off the ball some, and I, I think that um, yeah, I, I will go with another point guard here, and hmm. Nico Mannion. Big fall for a guy that was a projected lottery pick at this time last year. Yeah, but no he's doubt. another guy who. Um, you know, it didn't really seem like his his stock was uh, favorable going into this thing. So I'm not so sure what's going on with Nico Mannion. Yeah, I, I had somebody uh, give it to me like this: they're like, man, if if Luke Ridnour could play 13 years in the league, they're like, there'll, there'll be a spot for Nico. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. But then again, you can say that um, <laughs> Jimmer didn't play that long, also. So I think yeah. it kind of balances out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's 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 true. Yeah, man. Um, all right, thirty-five Sacramento Kings, Corey. All right. Um. So for the Kings here, I'm gonna th- give them more shooting. Um, older guy who can uh, come in, kind of play right away. P- kind of a position in need, you know. That small forward, maybe he swings to power forward a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jordan Nuwara. Okay. Uh, from Louisville. Jordan Nuwara from Louisville. At number 35. All right. Uh, We got the Sixers again by way of the New York Knicks. And who do we have here? We already have Cole Anthony, Nico Mannion. For the Sixers. It's hmm. it's not easy picking for Philly. Yeah. (laughs) Philly's tough. What are we going to go for the Sixers here? Where do we want to go for this? Got to look at it through the Maury lens. Yeah, right, right, right. 
<laughs> from the fit from the Mori lens. <laughs> yeah, this this is this is tough. From the Mori lens. So we definitely want some shooting here. Want a floor spacer. We have a ton of guards. And that's what? why I, I, I passed up Cassius uh, Stanley because I'm, I'm like, that is not a Maury guy. Yeah, I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with Killian Tilly here. I'm going to go with Killian Tilly here for the Sixers. Get some three-point shooting in there. Um, behind Embiid. Both the bench. Fortify that bench. And, and we're going to go with Killian Tilly to I like 76s. It. I like it. All right. So who's 37? Raphael, 37? Yep. All right. For 37, I have the Washington Wizards. I, I had them earlier. I had them taken Lewis. <clears throat> I'm going with a pick. It's not a sexy pick, but mm-hmm. I think that he will shore up a defense that gave up 119 points per game. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with Xavier Tillman. Mm. Good point. Good pick up. Xavier Tillman to the Washington Wizards. Okay. All right. Where are we? Tillman, 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 Tillman. Okay. Xavier Tillman to the Washington Wizards out of Michigan State. All right. So here it is. 38 to the New York Knicks. We already got a Coro in here. Got a defensive stopper. We got... Some potential scoring splash with Jamias Ramsey out of Texas Tech. Some size as well. Now, let's see who's on the phones. Is anyone still on the phones with us? All right. Phones, phones asleep tonight. So let's see in the chat at 38. What do you guys think? We have, you have Trey Jones left. You, you want a point? You have Trey Jones. You have, um, who else we got? You have, Point guards. You have Trey Jones. You have. I did Isaiah Isaiah Joe was picked already, right? Yeah. Yep. Isaiah, Isaiah Joe, Joe went. was picked. Maladon is still there, I believe. Malachi Flynn gone. You have Trey Jones. You have Yamadar. Cassius Winston gone. Peyton Pritchard. Grant Rill is gone. You know what? I'm going to go with, where do we want to go here? What are we going to go? Where do we want to go with 38 here, Chad? Where are we going to go? I'm just saying you got Kentucky dude still on the board. I, you know what? And that's where I'm going with the 38th pick of the NBA draft. The New York Knicks select Emmanuel quickly. Yeah, that's where I'm going. I'm going quickly. <laughs> Sharpshooter, SEC play of the year. Kenny Payne's understudy. <laughs> I'm gambling on the development staff. Instant offense off the bench. I'm going with Emmanuel quickly, folks. That's where I'm going. I think that was a tough one because you got to figure there's a Kentucky connection. Yeah. But I think Yamadar is a Tibbs guy, mm. a, what do, what a guy that's just going to try to guard you as soon as you walk. I mean, I, I call him the Israeli Patrick Beverly. Mm. <laughs> <Just> Pitbull. <laughs> Pitbull. 
Yep. I like Madara. You know, I think offensively too, like, you know, shades of. I'm not trying I'm not trying to say he's he's going to be, but I think he's got like some shades of like some Tony Parker in him offensively. Mm. You know, kind of quick, get to his little mid-range game. The re- you know, I think the release kind of looks a little bit similar. Um, he's a fun I, dude. I had, him, I had him as a Carlos Arroyo on offense with a little Patrick Beverly on defense. Interesting. That's a fun player. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right, so that's it. One through thirty-eight. What, what do we think here? What do we think? We uh, what do you guys think about uh, some of your picks? Edwards one, Wiseman two, Lamelo three, Okoro at eight was uh, not well received by the fans. But like I said, given that, <laughs> given the scenario, that that's just just what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's an interesting one, man. I think this is gonna be an unpredictable draft, man, but um yep. I think this this was a this was an interesting exercise. Um I like I, Philly, like I like Philly's who, picks. What what were you saying, Rafael? I'd like to see who didn't get drafted. So I'm looking at like um Azabuki, I'm thinking Vernon Carey was Tyler selected. Bay. Tyler Bay. Tyler Bay. I like Tyler Bay a lot. Mm-hmm. Paul Reed. Um Peyton Pritchard. Yeah. Peyton, Peyton Pritchard, Pritchard yeah. Yeah, Trey Jones. Yeah, Maladon still there. Yeah, you have uh, Devin Dotson, Jay Scrub, Sam Merrill. Jay Scrub. You have Sam Merrill, Mason Jones, Skylar Mays. Yep. A lot of people. A lot of people yeah. left on the board. Elijah Hughes. Yep. A lot, a lot of guys still left, man. But for the Knicks, uh, it's a Coro, it's Ramsey, and it's quickly. Let's go. I like that. I like that. Um, Delano, you're going to close us off tonight, man. Delano, what do you think of the picks, man? Be honest. What do you think of my picks, bro? Um, the picks are okay. Here's um, the only thing I'm looking at. Um, I wanted to know if there's um, a need to address a backup center position. Yeah. Um, just because of the fact that uh, we don't have a, a, a natural center at, at, um, outside of Mitchell Robinson. And I was thinking about um, I've been here, you know, again, just looking at the reports. Everybody talks about Isaiah Stewart. Um, of course, for me, I, I kind of um, have my eyes on like Daniel Turu. I think you, you brought him more to my attention than um, anything else. So I kind of always had my eye um, set on wondering if we should uh, focus on maybe um, trying to get a backup center as well. Mm-hmm. Um, with this draft pick, or do you think that that's something that we can address uh, address with our free agency? And if so, is there anybody that you have in mind um, to uh, address that uh, address that need? Yeah, I think we could definitely address it in free agency. Um, but you can address it in the draft as well. You know, there's talk that they may be um, trying to buy an additional second round pick. So you know, a guy like. like uh, like Rafael had said, maybe as a bouquet pops on the on the radar late, maybe a carry. But is is carry more of a four or 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 uh, or, or five? I think he's a five. He's a five. He's a five. Yeah, I, mean, so. I, I like his game. I'm not a. You know what I'm saying? As far as what he can do offensively, um, yeah. you know, not not from the rim protection, but. I pre- appreciate the call, man. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a number of way that, ways they can go for the five. I wouldn't necessarily, you know, count on Kenny Wooten. You know, Kenny's there. He's an option. He's on a two-way deal right now. 
you know, but he needs to be evaluated. We we don't know what his what uh, what he's going to look like at the next level. Mitch has started to to mature a bit at the position, but again, we'll see what uh, what year three brings. How much of that maturity he carries over? Can he stay on the court? Can he stay disciplined? Uh, will they bring back Taj? You know, Taj's number is ten million, ten million for the year. Will they bring back Taj? I, I like him. I hope they do. I'm not sure if they bring him back at that number, but I think they could use his leadership. You know, um, Tibbs yeah, likes him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, Tibbs <laughs> likes him. So, but I mean, you have some guys on the on the free agent um, list that you know could be serviceable ba- serviceable backups to uh, Mitch. You have Nerlens Noel, who who uh, Delano has called in about all the time. You have Nerlens Noel. You have. Tyson Chandler, I think, but I think Tyson's pretty much washed. But um, Javale McGee, Baines. yeah, Baines, Baines would be a great pickup. We probably got to pay him a little bit more, but Baines would be a solid pickup. You have McGee, you have uh, Robin Lopez. If you want to bring Rallo back, you know, maybe you want to go a, a bit better there. Maybe Kelly Olynyk. You have Myers Leonard, some Demarcus guys, Cousins, <laughs> some guys that could step out. You want if you want to mess with Boogie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, he'll be cheap, yeah. and I would definitely gamble on 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 Boogie. Mm. Mm. What's he gonna get? Five million? I mean, what? Yeah. I can't. I mean, maybe nine at the most, but I, I think right. you can get him for for really cheap. And I think he'll probably sign for maybe a one year deal or a, a one plus one. And I think he'll be motivated because he wants to stick around. So I, I would definitely take a gamble. Yeah. If I'm uh, actually any team on DeMarcus Cousins that, that needs a center. Uh, absolutely, man. Sorry. So, fellas, yo, this was a great exercise, man. Um, excited about the draft. Looking forward to it next Wednesday night. Looking forward to you guys joining us for the show. And, yeah, we're going to do it for real, man, where the people who get paid to make those decisions are going to put it all on the line, man. But, um, yeah, great show, fellas. A- absolutely great show. Let me throw my outro music on, and um, Corey, I'll swing it over to you to go ahead and uh, sign out, man. All right, yeah. Um, first, thanks for having me. You know, this is always a good time. Um, but if you want to uh, do some some research, uh, you know, both of the guys here, we got videos for you to watch uh, over on YouTube. You can find mine searching Hardwood Herald. Um, if you want to read a whole bunch of awesome stuff, you know, I put out a, a draft magazine called The Hardwood. I sold out of physical copies, but you can pick up the uh, the PDF. Um, so you can go to hardwoodherald.com or you can go to my Twitter at hardwoodherald on the pinned tweet and you'll be able to find the PDF copy there. Um, had a bunch of really talented writers write for it. We did an interview with CP, um, you know, talking about sports business, uh, kind of like on- entrepreneurship, uh, how he started. And, uh, you know, I got a lot of really good stuff in there and uh, a lot of, a lot of really talented people contributed to it. And, uh, you know, if I don't say so myself, I think the artwork, you know, is, is pretty on point. Uh, so that's, uh, that's what I got. That's what I got for you. Yes, sir. Great and great job on the magazine as well, man. Uh, yes. Raphael, over to you, bro. Yeah, I wanted to tell Corey he's a guy that I've kind of like. It's like a friendly internal rivalry. He, he <laughs> makes me want to step my game up because his artwork is 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 dope. I mean, yeah. there's nobody that's comparing 
when it comes to the artwork and the content is great too so it's good to actually put a, a face and kind of meet you even though it's not personally meeting you virtually because you definitely inspired me to make me step my game up so I've already been looking at different formats for a 2021 draft because <laughs> I, I gotta compete but um, but yeah I'm at NBA Draft Junkies I mean I got the website I have the YouTube channel I also have a podcast just type it in NBA Draft Junkies anywhere you listen to the podcast and within the next few days I plan on putting out a ridiculous amount of videos that I'm sitting on it's um, it's, it's crunch time you know it's, it's it's been the longest draft process ever so I'm sure Corey can relate that we probably have more content than we we would in a normal draft but um, but yeah so NBA Draft Junkies and you'll see a lot of content within the next few days yes sir absolutely man and great job fellas and um salute to everybody in the chat man we were hovering around 800 uh all night so we, we appreciate everybody who continues to stick by us continue to support subscribe to the channel leave a comment in the chat leave a comment on the video go ahead and rip my coral pick i want to hear from you guys good bad or indifferent let me know what you guys thought about the next draft picks tonight okoro Jameis Ramsey and Emmanuel quickly 827 and 38 remember these shows are available in audio podcast format as well so you never have to miss it Spotify Apple Podcasts Google Play Amazon Alexa Stitcher iHeartRadio we're basically everywhere um, let me salute some super chats real quick before we get out of here salute to Josh Smalls again Salute to Namdi McDowell for the super chat. He says uh, he's high on Cole Anthony, man. He wants to move up to go get Cole. Chico Fernandez, appreciate it. He says, I wanted Hayes. Not totally sold on a coral, but I like Kira at eight. A Kongu went way too low, in my opinion. I like Ramsey, potential three and D. Needs coaching, A-plus work, fellas. So salute to Chico Fernandez. And Trellis Stepter, salute to Trellis as well for the super chat, man. So... Uh, once again, Tuesday, we have Ian Begley. Tuesday night, 9.30. And then Wednesday night, this is the real thing. NBA draft, 7 o'clock. And then Friday is free agency kickoff. So we're going to be locked and loaded over the next week, man. But once again, I want to uh, thank Corey, thank Raphael. These guys eat, sleep, and drink NBA draft. This is why the coverage has been so great because we have guys like this that come in and provide valuable insight on all of these guys. So, fellas, I definitely want to say once again, I appreciate all the hard work and effort that you put into it because I, I definitely understand uh, where it's coming from. So, Thank you for, um, you know, contributing to, to, to this show as well, man. So we will see you guys next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.